Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that harkens back to the days when Kevin had hair and Brian had to fake a gravelly voice. Now, I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, uh, coming to you on the first day of August. Wow, July went by fast. Uh, But reminding you, you must be of legal smoking age wherever you are in order to listen to this fine show. So if you're not, go ahead and turn it off. And uh, speaking of fine shows, on this week's episode in Pipe Parts, we'll talk about a little uh, little pipe trip that I took this weekend. Yeah, a little pipe smoking trip that I took this weekend. And then my guest is uh, Jeremy McKenna, president of Sutliff Tobacco Company and uh, commander of the Pipe Force. So we get to talk about his uh, Pipe Force tobaccos. And we'll have music, mailbag, and rant. All that coming up on this week's episode of the Pipes Magazine radio show. Now, wanted to do some uh, some podcast business for you. All right, here's a first of all, uh, as we uh, as we know, Stitcher is going away. So if you listen on Stitcher, please find another place to listen. You can find you can find the Pipes Magazine radio show anywhere podcasts are found. Um, when you find a place. Uh, please leave us a rating and or a review. So apparently there's ratings on Spotify. Uh, You can give them stars or whatever. Uh, So please do that, especially on the iTunes, on the uh, Apple podcast. That really helps. Uh, Please make sure that you are sharing with your friends about the Pipes Magazine radio show. Share it out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter or whatever the hell he's calling it this week or threads or uh, I don't know, Snapchat, I guess. Are we on Snapchat? I don't know, but share it out there. And then uh, finally, if you really want to help the show. So there's a uh, there's a, a number that's called a uh, percentage of played. And that percentage of played means did you listen to the whole episode? So use, using your player, if you play it from start to finish, well, that's 100 percent. So that really helps the podcast because all these algorithm dudes like uh, percentage of played at 100%. Uh, they also like it played at the standard speed because they know what you're doing. And if you speed it up, it shows on that uh, report somehow, or at least from what I've heard, because I don't know anything about all that stuff. So uh, again, ratings and reviews, share it out. Listen to every podcast that you listen to. Listen to it from start to finish. Wait for the end music to all the way end. And that helps the show be higher up in the ratings and or in the rankings and helps other people find it in addition to you sharing it out. All right. There you go. And uh, remember, if you're new to the show, please keep current with the new episodes and then go back and get caught up on the old ones. And they're all there. All of them are there. Uh, If you're on uh, Spotify, there may be some shows that are missing because they didn't like some of the music we played. So go to uh, Apple Podcast or you can go all the way to PipesMagazine.com where Kevin has put the players back on all 500 and something plus episodes. So you can play it directly from there. Okay. Sounds like a good deal. All right, let's get the show rolling. So everybody sit back, relax, fire up a bowl. Thank you all for tuning in. And here we go. 
Houston, we have a problem. We copy. State the nature of your emergency, please. Houston, we're out of pipe tobacco up here. We copy. Stand by. The flight director recommends visiting tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site. You copy? Roger, Houston. Stand by. We're looking into it. Okay, we're on tin bids now. They have vintage and hard-to-find tobaccos, pipes, and accessories. Is that correct? Well, that's affirmative. That's tinbids.com. Okay, Houston, we've secured our tobacco. Now, how do we get it up here? Um, stand by. We're working on a solution. Visit tinbids.com, the pipe collector's auction site, and sign up for free today. We have liftoff. A Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe is the perfect pal. Going fishing, take your corncob pipe and see you back at dark 30. Hunting, your corncob pipe squares it won't make a pop. Relaxing and reflecting, you add your corncob pipe at relax. Party time, your corncob pipe doesn't produce a cool smoke for no reason. Let's just say your Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe gets you. Visit www.corncobpipe.com to get yours today. Missouri Meerschaum Company, authentically original, authentically you. And we are back. And all right, for uh, pipe parts side, I took a pipe trip this weekend, uh, this past weekend, and uh, and it was to the uh, Smitty's Cigar Pipe Event or Pipe Gathering in uh, Gainesville, Georgia. I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to go until uh, I believe on Wednesday evening, so I uh, used my holiday in my holiday in points and got a free room and. Uh, and it was okay. Um, but then I, and I couldn't go on Friday night and I know a group of, I know a bunch of folks were gathering on Friday and then, uh, we're going to be there all day Saturday. So, uh, I left at about, uh, 10 AM here on uh, Saturday morning. And so what, what this is, is a Smitty cigar is a, uh, is a cigar shop that also features a great selection of pipes and Gainesville, Georgia is kind of the farthest northern suburb of Atlanta. So for me, it was a, a three and a half hour drive. Um, and what they're doing through Dave Shane and the Pipery is they're doing these meetups. And that's basically what it is. It's a, it's a large scale meetup in a very accommodating large lounge smoke shop that also has a bar. And they brought in some food. And there was a couple of, uh, uh, you know, there was maybe what six tables of exhibitors, including uh, including uh, a couple other pipe makers and a couple of estate dealers, and uh, Dave Shane at the Pipery, and uh, John David Cole was uh, was there with some of his uh, Country Squire blends. So you know, you had about uh, about thirty feet of uh, of stuff that. Smitty's was kind enough to let these other suppliers come in and exhibit there. Um, so I get up at 10. Yeah, I get out of the house at 10. I load three pipes for the drive and I get heading down the road. Uh, and I'm going to mention this now to the state of South Carolina. Please feel free to spend any kind of road improvement money you want on Interstate 85 because, good Lord, I'm pretty sure the crack in my windshield came from one of those potholes. Um, but I made the drive down. I got there at about uh, got there at about two o'clock and walked into a scene of what was 
50 to 60 pipe guys and maybe 10 or 12 cigar guys all sitting around smoking, standing around talking, walking around looking. Uh, Smitty's had put out some uh, food and some other people had brought some desserts and stuff and all this food was out there. Uh, big shout out to Smitty's for their bar also having and uh, being smart enough to just have coffee for sale. You know, just a K-cup machine and and making a decent cup of coffee uh, and some interesting bottled waters too. Uh, so, so thanks to them for doing that. Cause you know, that's what I appreciate, especially when I'm driving. Uh, but the event went on all day. It started, I guess it started about noon, one o'clock. And by the time I got there, it was full fledged going. Uh, lots of show listeners came up to me. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. And I got to talk to people because it was, this was a gathering and not as much of a show. So you got to sit and, and, and actually like talk to people and have a pipe with them and visit with them for more than, you know, 10 minutes. Uh, so that went on, uh, during the event, John David Cole did a uh, presentation on Cheriton pipes, his favorite collectible and gave some history on the, on the pipes and, uh, he brought some of his favorites to show, so that that was really cool. Uh, the Get Piped guys, Adam and Nick, uh, played a preview trailer for their Battle of the Briar uh, documentary. I don't know what you I don't know what they're going to call it, but it's going to be it, it's it's long. It's going to be longer than a video, uh, a standard YouTube video. And from the looks of it. They did a stellar job on it, so that'll be that'll be fun. Uh, the night ended with myself going to dinner with uh, Nick and Adam from Get Piped and uh, Alan Harrelson from the Pipe Cottage. And I'll tell you, anytime you get to sit down with somebody and have dinner, it's you know it's great to meet people and really have that time to talk to them and find out you know the things that you have in common, the things that you don't have in common. And as my wife would say, it's great for me to meet new people because I can uh, unleash my standard routine on them and they've never heard it before and they think it's all funny as opposed to her having to sit there and listen to me do it again and again and again. Uh, and then the uh, the night ended when I went back to my hotel, got back at 1 a.m., got to sleep at 1.30, got up the next morning and drove home and braved the, uh, <laughs> braved the road of South Carolina again which I'm not sure where the crack in the windshield came, but somewhere, somehow, on uh, Monday, I noticed a crack in my windshield on my on my Mini. So a uh, little blue's going in for a new windshield at the end of this week. Uh, she won't mind. She'll she'll like the new piece of glass. Uh, so that was the event. Uh, you know, again, just a just a great time to come and meet people. Some estate pipes, some artisan pipes, some vintage tobaccos were out and about. Uh, and Smitty's had their selection of tobaccos and, and pipes there. Uh, the only thing I picked up was uh, three different cigars from a new line that I've never heard of before. And I'm interested to try them when I get a chance to sit down with a cigar. So, so there you go. The, uh, the trip to Smitty's Cigar in Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, the next time they have one, I will uh, definitely let you know. And if it works into my schedule, boy, I'm planning on it. And I think I'll go down there for the Friday evening if I can. Because... Uh, just a lot of fun with a lot of good people. All right. In just a moment, my conversation with uh, the commander of the pipe force, Jeremy McKenna. This is Internet Radio. 
Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell and Deal. From the Cellar Series to the Small Batch Project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake Series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at C&D. As a crew of folks who just love tobacco, it's also really good. Cornell and Deal's Burley Flakes series, wherever fine tobaccos are sold. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining us is somebody who's been on the show before. We used to work together. Uh, you're you got to be bored of me by now, but it's the uh, the president of the Sutliff Tobacco Company. Jeremy McKenna. Jeremy, welcome back to the show. Hey, Brian. Thanks for having me back. Uh, sorry it uh, took you so long to get me back on here, but uh, I'll take the win when I can get it. Happy to be on and uh, chatting with you again. Yeah, you know, desperate times, desperate measures. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's been a couple of years. Uh, a handful of stuff's changed, I guess. You guys are, you know, you guys have broadened your scope of things and then... But let's talk particularly about some of the more interesting pipe tobaccos that you've introduced. In particular, I'm interested in, because I never really dove into this on the show, but the uh, the birds of a feather line. Um, talk to me. How did that begin? Uh, what was the impetus for it? Yeah. Um, we've kind of toyed well not toyed the idea with perry Ensign, but like you know having worked together you know through mcbarron um we've always talked about different projects mainly around the hh line you know we brought back some old blends that we've done limited releases of like london pearly play or london pearly blend or stockton you know that pear was involved in and we know that pear's heart is in blending right and that's yeah. I mean, that, that's what he loves out of everything in pipe tobacco is blending. Um, so we've always talked about doing projects, but never just had one in particular. So at the last Richmond show we had, which was a few years ago, Mark Ryan um, came to us with some, you know, um, Caterini that he had put in the pre process. And we had this awesome smelling tobacco. And when we saw a pair, we kind of, Hey, we should maybe do some really cool blends with this. You think you could help us? And that's really where it started. Uh, we've always wanted to do something with Pear, uh, like a, a real project, a real line, uh, but just never had, um, what do I want to say, like really never had anything to um, really spur the idea of what that line would be. And then came Caterini Perique, and, and that, that was the impetus of it. Are you always on the hunt for interesting tobaccos, even though you may not have any idea what the heck to do with them? at the moment <laughs> yes um we have our feelers out with a couple people um in the industry i don't name and names but you know they're here in, in in the states and in our tobacco buyer over in denmark to say hey if you ever come across anything interesting or old and it's only a couple bales you know a bale being two to four hundred pounds you know like think of us 
Like we yeah. can use that. Um, we don't know how or what or when, but we'll take it. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're definitely always out there looking for something that we might be able to use um, in a project in something unique at some point in the future. So that's, I mean, that's something different than what McBaron can do because McBaron being fully automated and with a lot of brand new machinery, uh, they can't really, I mean, they, they can do it, but they really don't like dealing with a couple hundred pounds of a run or something. They, they want thousands. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like you said, technically, sure. They can do anything. Yeah. Uh, functionally, fundamentally, will it just like break their whole day of work? Yes. No, they can, <laughs> they do not want to do, nor will they really do, um, a small bit. Right. I mean, well, at Sutliff, yes, we have machines that we do use in the manufacturing process. You having worked here for a few years, you know, they're not the most, uh, state of the art machines, right? Most of them, uh, <laughs> some of them, some of them have a tag that says if found return to the Smithsonian. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so with that being said, like our changeover time, which is really in production, what you care about, right? When you're stopping at certain lines is very, is, is not high, right. right? Like we can put one tobacco in for the other, run a small line, run a small blend, et cetera. So our process really lends ourselves to a, we can run some big running stuff somewhat efficiently, but then we can also process micro batches pretty efficiently as well. Uh, just for for my audience, what is the smallest batch that you will run? Twenty pounds. I mean, that's all right. That covers <laughs> that covers me for a month. Um, yeah, I, I'm kidding. As I as I relight here, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so that makes you. I mean, that makes Sutliff uniquely kind of you know, flexible against your parent company. So they can find you oddities and just go, um, <laughs> Jeremy, we have this. And it's only 150 pounds, but you might be able to do something with it. Right. And, and I mean, most of the things that are oddities are not the main component in the blend. Yeah. Right. So, you know, depending on the oddity, it might be a 5, 10, 20%, you know, type of. In, in fact, most of them kind of are because they're more like condiments, like. Pariks or Latakias or Orientals or something like that, not a Burley or a Virginia. Um, so then a hundred pounds or 200 pounds goes into, you know, 2000 pounds of tobacco or a thousand pounds of a blend. Right. Yeah. And then you start tinning that at, you know, 10 tins a pound, all of a sudden you could do 10,000 tins or 5,000 tins, you know? And I, I think that's the part that sometimes we've caught, let's say we've caught a little flack in the past. Most of it's deserved. I don't mind it. Um, Unlike the the Caterini Perique, like I thought you guys only had so much of it. How do you still, how are you still putting it in Kringle Flake? Well, I mean, again, do the math. You know, if you had 400 pounds and you're using it at 10%, that's, you know, 4,000 pounds of finished product. At, we, I like just use the average of, you know, 10 tins a, a pound, right? You know, you're at 40,000 tins. Well, well, it goes a long ways, you know. Um, we, we here on the pipes magazine radio show, we do not do math, but I got to warn everybody. Jeremy's a numbers geek at heart and, <laughs> and really loves a spreadsheet with pie charts and graphs and stuff. So I, that is, that is a hundred percent true. I, I cannot deny that one bit at all. <laughs> I think so, but either way, my, my point is, is that, you know, small condiment blend or tobaccos go a long way. Uh, so we're able to stretch them and, and get them out there. Um, you know, to, to use them in more projects or more years. 
So you do the you do the birds of a feather, which is kind of based off that Caterini Pariki stuff. Yeah, I mean, it, when we started working with Pear on, okay, we have this Caterini Pariki. Now what? And then he said, okay, well, what else do we have or that could be unique? Or, you know, so we started looking at more, again, not one of a kind tobaccos, but okay, St. James, like real St. James Perique is not obviously like, it's, it's not, it's more limited than just Perique, right? And then, um, so we looked at a few tobaccos like that and then kind of made a, um, we'll say a concept around these six signature series blends that were just more unique tobaccos. And then that's kind of where the whole theme of birds of a feather came in from. Like these tobaccos all have stuff that's more unique and therefore birds of a feather as an overarching theme. And then uh, kind of coming up with synonyms for the, for a word of unique or, or singular. Um, yeah. It was a lot of those names are like uh, a, a synonym of a synonym to get to it, but, <laughs> but they all have a, a base or a root in you know, um, unique, we'll say. So what you're saying is you did the original radio release of it. You did the dance mix. You did the, uh, long form disco mix. You did the unplugged version. Uh, but it's, ba- it, there were, they were all similar in the same, same genre. If I use a fancy word. Um, I don't even know if they'd be considered the same genre just more that they had unique components in them. Like they all didn't have the same unique components, but they all had unique components in them. Like one of them might've just had Caterini Perique or another one had St. James Perique and Rustica or something like that, you know? Um, yeah. Now, if one of those in particular took off and became real popular, could you possibly bring it back as a regular production? Cause those were all limited. It really depends on the components. Um, if it did not have Caterini Perique in it, then yes, we we could bring it back. If it had Caterini Perique in it, we're just about out of it. So unless market was able to make more, um, which the last time we talked to him, it wasn't really a, a thing that was going to be tried, um, then, then probably not. All right. On that note, we're going to take a break right here. When we come back, we're going to boldly go to a tobacco world far, far away with uh, Jeremy. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. For over 150 years, Peterson has welcomed all pipe smokers. It's the preferred choice of the thinking man and the everyman alike. And our workshop, too, is a place of hospitality and warmth. Hi, I'm Glenn Whelan, and for me, Peterson is a family tradition I've known since my childhood. My dad, Tony Whelan Jr., worked at Peterson for 53 years and has been my home since 2003. From sweeping our factory on a Saturday morning, to managing our store, to now steering our international distribution, I've seen the craftsmanship poured into each Peterson pipe. It lives in Jason's discerning eye as he handcrafts our silver accents and in Wojciech's able hands as he carves our rustications. It abides in Willie's grading and in Warren's papering. Peterson has welcomed us as contributors to its legacy. And it's a welcome we always extend to you. Cade Mielefolge, 100,000 welcomes, wherever you come from, whosoever you be. We 
here back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with the president of Sutliff Tobacco, Jeremy McKenna. All right, Jeremy, let's talk about this uh, Pipe Force stuff, because I saw it at the uh, at the most recent Chicago Pipe Show, but I understand uh, the, first, <laughs> the first edition, which is episode four, and I wonder where that came from. Um, <laughs> no clue. The, the first edition has come out, so let's talk about the origin of the pipe force and the uh, what the, the blend and then the idea and the concept and all that stuff. Right. So you want to start with the idea behind the tobacco or the idea behind Space Force? Well, we care more about the tobacco, but I have a feeling the Space Force is going to be more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then let's start with Space Force. So it's, well, quick history, two seconds. Like, I am a retired Army officer, mainly Army Reserves, you know, 21 years in. So military runs through me, right? So just had to get that out of the way in case a listener doesn't know that, okay? So when we were talking about the next, after following up to Birds of a Feather, we knew we wanted to do another six blends with Perry Jensen, like signature series. okay. We'll let pear and us will develop tobaccos, but then we need we need something. We did birds of feather. What do we want to do? Well, it started with me writing a thing up on our whiteboard that said, um, "If the U.S. military can have space force, then we can have pipe force." <laughs> right, and that was kind of the underlying concept behind it. That was how that's how it all started, and then my I don't know. I, I got carried away, we'll say, um, in, in some aspects. I just started, like, as much as I'll nerd out that's not about numbers, it was about this, right? In that my little brother who did the artwork for Birds of a Feather had also drawn a, a bunch of different characters, uh, of which he was just drawing, like, little comics for his son, my nephew. Um, and then I saw some of them and was like, oh, cool, we should make tin art out of that, Um because this one microbrew in the area had done one of his drawings for one of their can labels. Uh, but anyways, so I saw some of these mythical air creatures or whatever you want to call them. And I was like, cool, that could be pipe force characters. <laughs> and then, and then it just started with, okay, well, if we, we got to give them names, we got to give them rank, you know, they got to have an officer's uniform and an enlisted uniform. Um, and then do we just want to call them, you know, like whatever, First Sergeant Bob, or do we want there to be something within the names? So all the names actually have a common tie to them. Like they, they um, are actually other characters as far as the last names um, that are out there that kind of tie back to the common theme. Um <laughs> What's that? I'm just I, I'm just laughing, but f the first thing that got me laughing was I'm imagining you going off on a tangent in a meeting because when I was there, it used to be me, and you'd sit there and cross-eyed at me sometimes. But <laughs> yeah, the roles were reversed in this meeting for sure. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> people, people, they were looking at me like, "What the hell?" You know. Um, but anyways, so it was. So th that's kind of just how it started, right? And so as these characters were developed and we started looking at them, for me in the military, like different people, like names kind of fit. So like First Sergeant Deckard, if you know what a First Sergeant is in the military, like Stern and Rigid, the name Deckard just kind of fit. And then as I had all the characters laid out, I kind of had to pick, 
okay, which one of these people looks like a first sergeant and looks, you know, fits that. So I spent a lot of time doing that. Um, we needed a unit insignia, if you want to say, or unit crest, as you would maybe call it. So what better than a pipe as a P and a check tool modified to make an F, you know, and then we put <laughs> some Latin words around it, as we do in the military, to, about words that mean stuff that we feel like um, represent the pipe community. Um, gosh. And then from there, I was like, oh, man, we're making these cool unit crests. I should actually make iron on patches and, and pin on lapel pins like <laughs> of them. So, so I had thousands made. And then I was like, cause again, haven't been in the military. Like I have, you know, lots of challenge coins. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we made challenge coins and just put them in every so many tins. And so, yeah, I spent a lot of time and money developing pins and patches and challenge coins <laughs> and um, naming and and then of course i mean obviously like pipe force and space force and then you can say like star wars and or star trek so it just made it fun to me to call them episodes and obviously you know go four through six and one two three for obvious reasons right <laughs> um to me that was just fun right like it's not trying oh we're trying to be the next star wars like come on like that's just ridiculous right it was just something fun to do Instead of like, if you buy our crumble cake, like barrel aged or just a regular crumble cake, it's more of like the, here's a Sutliff seal. Here's a red band. Here's a, you know what I mean? Like it's just normal, boring. Here's what the product is. So it was like, why not use this three and a half inch circle as a canvas to have fun? <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and folks around the office were wondering if Jeremy had stayed a little too long at the fair. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so you've got this whole theme down. Um, do you have any idea of the tobaccos at that point? Um, yeah, they were coming along at that point. Uh, meaning that when we started talking to pair about, you know, this year's blends, which we started almost a year ago, actually, um, his whole thing was he didn't want to just take, components that are already out there and re-blend them just another way right you know like how many you know well we know the answer just look online like you know how many times has burley virginia latake orientals etc been blended together at different ratios and oh it's a bright versus a red versus a, you know okay is there anything else and pair knew that with us we have the um, capability of blackening tobacco right mm -hmm. so he said he was trying to Realistically, he was trying to take Rustica and almost like duplicate the hot pressing process that like HX Rustica is. Um, and so he was like, well, what if we like, you know, you kind of, he calls it Cavendish. We probably call it stove, at least, you know, Danish yeah. to English. Um, but basically, if you cook Rustica, you steam it, like what will it do for the characteristics of it? And then he said, well, what else can we do that with? Well, let's do it with, can you do it with Katarina? <laughs> and so, so that's where it started. And then will it taste like crap or will it actually like bring out some characteristics that maybe age or other processes you can do will, will bring out in them. Um, and then it was, okay, now how long do you cook it for? Four hours, 12 hours, 24 hours, et cetera, yeah. to get, those those nuances that you want and then that's where the trial and error started just getting the right i'll say amount of time on the rustica in the caterini 
And then from there it was, okay, now let me come up with blends and put those. And let me Uh, tell you from, from my experience, when you're, when you're dealing with how much to stove or how much to Cavendish or how much to toast, that's an expensive, painful process because (laughs) you've got to fire up the, you got to clean out the machinery. Then you got to fire it up. Then you got to do the time that you think you want to go for. And then you've got to smoke it. And then if you're not right, then you got to clean it out, <laughs> start it all over again. And whatever you, you know, you, you can't just do like, you know, you can't put just like six ounces in a toaster oven. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, no. so yeah, I, yeah, not in our yeah. process and not in our process at all. I mean, it's a, it's a big steam chamber that we put these big hogshead barrels in and, and then, but when we take it out, we cut it and, and you don't want to really Cavendish or, you know, cooks cut tobacco because it really just turns to dust at that point. So you're really doing whole leaf. Right. And, and, and so it's not like you just, oh, I took it out at four hours. I cut it. I don't like it. Throw it back in. Well, <laughs> it doesn't really work that way because it's also on continuous cook time. So you can replicate it. Right. Um, so, yeah, like you said, it's you, you cook some, you try it, start the process over. <laughs> Yeah, and the the taste testing or what you're calling the try it part of that process is exceedingly painful for the person that has to smoke it because it, that's just raw leaf basically, and <laughs> yeah, and and yuck. So yeah, all right. So go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so so that's exactly where it started you know pair okay I, I want these you know this one cooked for this long this one cooked for this long okay that gives me what i want to blend with as a base you know and then he went through kind of a trial and error of you know what do i want what do i want them to you know taste like what do i want them to look like um if you you know everyone hopefully is familiar with pairs blends on, on one end of the spectrum or the other and the one thing i'll say that he so if, I mean, maybe he's done it, but not like, um, it's not common practice with him. He really likes well-balanced blend. Yeah. Like he doesn't make a quote unquote lap bomb or a preak bomb, right? Like pear always believes, um, in his philosophy that certain things are condiments and should be used as such and not the overwhelming you know profile within a blend. Uh, so these blends continue on that, um, you know, that thought process of his of giving a well-balanced blend that is using some or both, you know, one or both of those tobaccos, um, but bringing different and, and unique characteristics that haven't been brought to as far as we know, you know, to the pipe industry before, uh, you know, and, and that's what we found interesting is this is we were able to quote, not create a new tobacco, but, do something different with strains of tobacco that really hadn't been done before, or at least in a, a, a larger scale. Um, and, and then, and then blend with it and come up with six unique blends. Um, and I think that kind of fits with the, the, the whole pipe force and, you know, the world beyond type of concept. <laughs> I'm still giggling over it and thinking, God, this is an idea I would have had. Uh, <laughs> and would have been like- I mean, I think that overwhelmingly though, the, what we've tried to do with birds of a feather, what we've tried to do with pipe forest, what we've done with our last crumble cake series with Phantom, you know, private pirateer is like, it was kind of brought up to me. Like, why can't we have fun with tin art? Yeah. Like, why does it have to be classic? Like, and 
I said, I don't know. Why does it? You know, like we can have fun with it. Fundamentally, if we're delivering good tobaccos, right, or, or hopefully really good, exceptional tobaccos, you know, that we can have fun with the, the tin art. Like the, they don't necessarily like you don't have to like, you know, draw a barrel of Perique on a, a, a tin that has Perique in it. You know what I mean? Like it could be something just out there and you just tell what it is in description and Hey, it's a fun label. And Oh, by the way, here's what's in the tobacco. And that's kind of the concept we've been going for with artwork and stuff here in the recent and our recent history, we'll say in launches. So the, uh, so the first one, uh, episode four is out right now. 7,500 tins were made. Am I correct? That is correct. And, and once they're gone, they're gone. They are. Um, I'm not saying that they won't come back because these, every one of these that has a component that we can bring back or remake. Um, so that's the, the good part. If one, two, six of these become like these amazing blends that everyone wants, then we always have the possibility of remaking them. At this point, we have no in, in, in desire to remake any of them. Um, I'm just using that as an example compared to birds of feather where there was Caterina Perique and we just can't reproduce that. Um, you know, these we could reproduce if we, if, if we ever wanted to. Uh, when does, uh, when does the next one come out? Uh, September 13th, I think is the invasion date. <laughs> invasion date, <laughs> not, not launch date. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think we did invasion. Uh, I think if I remember the posters correctly, we made for Chicago. We launched kind of fit within the whole theme, but that's what we all use. So we went with invasion and that actually came from your good buddy in the office, uh, Lisa Asbury. I was ah. showing her the art and she was like, so is it going to be an invasion day? And I was like, Oh my gosh. Yes, it is. It is going to be an invasion date. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so not only did you go crazy, you got other people to come along with you. Congratulations. Oh yeah. We were all uh, drinking the Kool-Aid by the end. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that, will that be the same 7,500 tins? Um, potentially, uh, there are going to be no more than 7,500. Oh, we're, just kind of kicking around if it's going to be 7,500 or less, um, but somewhere in that ballpark. And, and let, let's talk about the challenge coins. Cause there's one in sure. every 10 tins. Uh, yep. and I, I'm guessing the artwork is different for each, uh, for each one of the episodes. Yeah. So basically the challenge coin is a copy of the label, one side of it. So, like, the one side of the challenge coin for this first one is just First Sergeant Deckard. Uh, as much as a coin can look like a label, it looks the, uh, pretty much the same as the tin art. And then the back is, um, a, you know, an amazing Sutliff tobacco logo um, on the back of it. So you don't forget where it came from. We never would want that. So I would imagine if you find it in a uh, in a brick and mortar and you lift up one and it feels a little heavier than the other one. Is that the one that's going to have the uh, challenge coin in it? Either that or the factory workers uh, were a little <laughs> off that day. Well. Um, <laughs> but yes, I mean, you know, the majority of premium products, right, are sold online. So it really is whatever, you know, you get. Um, but yes, if you went to a brick and mortar store that carries it, which there are plenty of them, and you had to, you could 
easily determined which one had a coin in it. Um, if you have any discerning uh, nature there in your hands as far as how much one weighs or doesn't. Because the coin is a pretty solid coin. And when you're only talking 50 grams, the coin probably weighs half of that. So. Uh, McClellan put a chunk of wood in the tins. You're putting a chunk of metal. Um, yep. All right. It's so, not touching the tobacco. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the tins are metal anyway. Uh, yeah. So, so we saw all six of these at the Chicago Pipe Show. Uh, is there some place where we can go and see what the other five episodes are? Um, no, not unless someone posted it to their social media. Uh-huh. Like at Chicago, because you can take pictures of it all. Um, so we haven't posted it anywhere as far as what they are. Uh, we did a lot of sampling um, at Chicago. You could buy all six of them. Uh, we'll be doing the same thing at the next show here in August in Ohio. We'll be sampling all six of them still, even though the first one is launched. Um, so people will have a chance to get them again. And that's the, I'll say the biggest difference that we did this year with any special launch, as opposed to birds of a feather or anything before, is this is really a try before you buy if you're at a show, yeah. right? Like you've been able to see it. You've been able to smell it. You can even get some samples and smoke them. We've also like, pre-published all the dates you know the, the invasion dates so you know when it's coming out so it's not like some grand secret um you know just trying to be just put it out there for everyone to see well <laughs> i it, it's making me laugh and i and i did sample i think all of the blends and yeah you can tell it's you, you can tell it's pairs work because not one thing sticks out in your mind. It's just a whole bunch of, uh, it's a, it's an actual blend and blended to have different flavors. So, uh, I think, I think you guys might have a hit on your hands. I don't know. I hope so. Cause I can't wait to make like, I mean, if, do I call these the good guys? And then next year are the bad guys. Like <laughs> I have to oh, like, no. you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I mean, or do I, you know, like I look forward to having designed another six of them. So I, I hope everyone likes them and buys them so I can uh, keep this going. If not, we're going to have to go back to birds, but maybe like cats or dogs. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jeremy, as long as you're, uh, you know, as long as you're happy and you're playing nicely with others, you can keep playing around with your toys. I'm definitely happy. I don't know about the second part, but <laughs> definitely happy. <laughs> uh, so Pipe Force Episode 4 is out right now, and then uh, a couple months, and then, of course, see him at a pipe show and get a sniff and smell of him. Jeremy, thank you very much for coming on and doing this, and thank you for making me look somewhat sane at times. <laughs> well, you're welcome, Brian. Anytime I can help. <laughs> and we'll be back in just a minute. Take a look at your pipe rack. Are all those briars and mirrors constant companions in your rotation? Or are there some that you gravitate to more than others? Are there some that you simply don't smoke anymore? Through SmokingPipes.com's estate trade program, you can transform those underused pipes into immediate cash or store credit. Just send us your pipes and we'll unpack, inspect, and evaluate them based on extensive market research and over 20 years of experience. Then, we'll contact you with a detailed offer for your choice of cash or store credit, valid on any items in our vast selection of pipes, tobacco, cigars, and accessories. 
If you're not happy with our quote, we'll return your pipes free of charge to domestic addresses. It's that simple. Join the thousands of Smoking Pipes customers who have benefited from this program and start your trade today by contacting us at 888-366-0345. That's 888-366-0345. This is Internet Radio. And we're back on the Pipes Magazine radio show. And uh, check out you know, check out the uh, Pipe Force and see what's going on, or at least keep an eye on it and make sure that Jeremy doesn't go off to uh, infinity and beyond or out of his mind. Either way. All right, for music, uh, this is a piece that I've been holding off on playing for a while because it's about uh, two or three minutes longer than what I'd normally program. But it's from my friend Dan Lockler, pipe smoker, composer, professor. It's from his orchestral piece, Hughes. And this is Dayspring, and it features a guitar section in it, which is really interesting for orchestral music to have a guitar in it. Uh, the guitar player's name is Josef Zapka, which I'm pretty sure I pronounced correctly. Anyway, the last name is Z-S-A-P-K-A. And here is a day spring.
Find out more about Dan's music, you can go to his website, Locklair, L-O-C-K-L-A-I-R.com, and uh, learn more, hear more, and uh, purchase more, and uh, I believe he's got a YouTube channel as well. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. And remember, if you have a comment or question, you can email it directly to me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at PipesMagazine.com. Or go to Pipes Magazine and post it right there on the Pipes Magazine forums or on the radio show page there. Uh, Or you can leave us a rating and a review on uh, Apple Podcasts, just like these fine folks did over the last month. And uh, from Yellow Flashes, it says, fun, educational, and entertaining. Five stars, says Brian does a great job educating the pipe community while keeping us entertained at the same time. Thank you very much. And uh, Brad, the bearded piper. Imagine that, a piper with a beard. Wrote, uh, a true resource to our hobby, five stars. Week after week, Brian provides the listeners with solid advice, news about the industry, great interviews, and some fantastic music. Thank you very much. Again, go to Apple Podcasts or iTunes or whatever you want to call it this week. And leave us a rating or a review. And then going back to last week's show with John David Cole, uh, Dino says, I enjoyed your very good info and tips on the mortise and tenon. JD afforded wonderful insights into the preparation strategies and workings of a trade show from the point of view of the retailer. 
Uh, From the Beach by Nickel Creek was the perfect tune for a lazy, hot Chicago night. Yeah. Uh, Profound Pipe Program Potty Policy Points. I'm trying to figure out how to say thank you to Dino with a P in it, but I can't. Uh, Thanks for another always entertaining show, Dino. (laughs) And then Casey Ghost says, uh, Pipe Parts was enjoyable, boring, but enjoyable. Listening to Tobacco Jesus is something to look forward to. His talk on the uh, PCA was just such a treat. I'd never heard a single pipe smoker to have a decent thing to say about the group. Uh, Ever since they changed their name by removing pipes, they have been seriously vilified by pipe smokers everywhere. Wow, what an eye-opener. Once again, the Sage of Jackson brought the truth to the people. We are a grateful group. Uh, Nickel Creek is a group that I hold, that I blow hold and cold with, uh, I blow hot and cold with. Okay. There we go. Uh, when they are playing traditional bluegrass, they're as fine a group as you can hear, but when they don't, it's very frosty to me. Uh, then he goes on to say, I thought you could dump the bathroom segment of the show. No, seriously. I thought it was okay to remind everyone of the proper rules of etiquette in the restroom. It's what separates us from the animals. Yeah. And some of us haven't separated far enough from the animals. Uh, Renfield says, Brian, thanks again for a great show. It's always good to hear from John David. His discussions of the trade show was a nice book and a Christian's talk about the European tobacco business last week. On the topic of your rant, I always have to assume that people who can't successfully use a public restroom are probably not much better at anything else <laughs> uh, until you until you realize they're running your city. Um, and then Trout Time says, always enjoy John David. His take on the shows was interesting and enlightening. His knowledge and love of the industry is amazing. And Appalachian Pipe 92 says, J.D. and Brian together is always a great listen. Funny and off the rails at times, but always insightful. And I take something away from each conversation they have. Brian, it was great smoking a pipe with you and getting to know you in person. I would acknowledge my time with J.D. at Smitty's as well, but I doubt he will see this. Anyways, it was truly an honor. And thanks to all involved in making this in the making of this podcast. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm one of the, you're one of the guys I got to actually, you know, like sit and talk and smoke with. Uh, and then uh, finally, Andy SC83 says, hey, Brian, great episode and always great hearing JD on the show. Was also great to have a chance to meet you and JD at the Smitty show. I definitely checked off meeting some pipe celebrities that I've been listening to for years at the show. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. And then the last thing is... Uh, from scott and scott writes uh brian thanks for another great episode uh and this is going back yeah uh working my way forward through the archive while keeping up with the new episodes good job uh this week's episode with john david cole was informative and entertaining from top to bottom and a special thank you to the in for the introduction to nickel creek what a beautiful song I had to shake my head and chuckle at your rant. Very sensible advice. One really never knows what is going to come out of this section as I think of it as the world according to Brian. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, sometimes. Uh, In the articles, I find a wealth of education through your commentary and interviews. I particularly enjoy the tobacco reviews. I continue to learn about new-to-me blends that I uh, more often than not end up ordering 
Love every bit of the shows. Thank you and Kevin for, uh, for keeping it going. Much appreciated. Regards, Scott. You are very welcome. And uh, yeah, we'll we'll keep going. Nobody's stopping me. Nobody's tired of hearing from me yet. Uh, Las Ve- uh, let's see. Next next big event for me is the NASPC in Columbus, Ohio, the weekend of the eighteenth, nineteenth, I believe. Let me jumble. Let me let me just double check my calendar. Yeah, the eighteenth and nineteenth of August. All pipe show and pipe events. If you want to, if if you go to pipesmagazine.com and go to pipe shows, there's a posting there. And if you have an event and you want it there, just email Kevin at pipesmagazine.com and he'll put it up there and promote it for free, just like he does with the Las Vegas International Pipe Show. Uh, and remember, with the pipe show, with the Las Vegas International Pipe Show, get your booking, book your uh, admission and everything before, on or before September 10th to get the best price and some free raffle tickets. All right, rant time is coming up next. Since its beginnings in 1876, Savinelli has become more than just a pipe factory, it's become a lifestyle. From sourcing the finest Mediterranean briar and partnering with local artisans to acquire unique accents, to expanding their catalog each year with new innovative series, Savinelli produces high-quality Italian pipes that serve as a reflection of your individual tastes. With a portfolio that ranges from rugged designs fit for the outdoors to elegant pieces destined for black tie galas, Savinelli is more than a mark. They're a way to help you make your mark. There's nothing quite like a good book, or my genuine Missouri Meerschaum corncob pipe, an American legend since 1869. It's the coolest, smoothest pipe I've ever owned. See for yourself at corncobpipe.com. Here's another one of those from the world, according to Brian, or in, or inside Brian's head, which is a scary place. But uh, pipes and music are a lot alike to me. And here's why. Are you ready? Uh, a, a pipe can be your uh, a pipe can be your companion while you're doing something else, just like music can be. A uh, pipe can be your uh, you know you can you can smoke a pipe by yourself, and just like you can listen to some music by yourself. Or you can, like I did this weekend, you can go to a place where there are like-minded people and uh, and hang out with them and visit with them and uh, smoke pipes with them, just like you can when you go to a concert or a club or a performance of some music somewhere, and those are all like-minded people and you're focused on that. Uh, but uh, pipes, can, pipes and music can be companions with you along your uh, along your life just like you know you remember the first time you heard this band or the first time you went and saw that performance and who you were with uh you know i have a lot of memories attached to the pipes that i own and this has been something that's been uh, poking around my mind for the past i don't know 10 days or so uh, you have a lot of you have a lot of memories associated with the pipes and the things that you've done with them or the tobaccos that they've smoked for you, and there's a, there's a reason for different pipes just like there's a reason for different kinds of music, 
uh, you don't want to listen to some music while it's a hot summer day. You want to listen to other music or you want to, if you're driving, you know, I can't listen to classical music while I'm driving or smooth jazz. It just relaxes me too much. So I have to listen to different kinds of music. So you have different pipes for different reasons. You have different music for different reasons. You can do them by yourself. You can do them with groups. And they create memories on your uh, pathway of life, shall we say. And, uh, boy, I look at my pipe rack behind me, and I got, a lot of, uh, I got a lot of friends back there that have been on a lot of memories with me. So there you go. All right. Comments, questions, email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. Uh, Las Vegas International Pipe Show information available at vegaspipeshow.com. And uh, thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to Jeremy for joining me. And until next time. the clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather happy People that are hearing this are all very tolerant, patient, and much appreciated because you made it all the way to the end. <laughs>